0: Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions, and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, Dargaville. Hello there, friend. I hope you're doing well. I have a great episode for you today. So many of us are living in a state of constant chronic stress, which impacts our gut health, hormones, energy levels, and so much more. I also see a lot of people who have breathing issues. And this is something that I think most of us aren't really aware of. But poor breathing can impact your energy levels and your sleep quality, which can really affect your health on a whole. So today I'm speaking with Bella Stone, a Buteco breathing practitioner, nutritionist and bar instructor, who has also studied the science of stress. She guides women to build better breathing, sleeping, eating and movement habits so they can reduce stress and improve their health and well-being. Before we get into it, I do want to let you know quickly that I do have a couple of spots available to get started with me in my one on one programs. In these programs, I help you get to the root cause of your symptoms and really create a personalized protocol for you that we work on over time to help you implement your nutrition and supplements and lifestyle habits to get you to a really good place with your health. So if you want to learn more about that, head on over to my website, frandargerville.com forward slash high vibe, and I'll pop that link in the show notes as well. So let's get into it. Hey, Bella, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Fran. So, so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, look, I'm really, really excited to be chatting all about stress and breathing. And we have spoken about these things a while back on the podcast, but I think the approach that you bring to this is really, really different. And we've already been chatting before we hit record about really how the whole body is connected, our breath is connected, our nutrition, our movement, all of these things are really interconnected. And so often different practitioners are looking at these things in isolation. But, you know, I really like your approach. And I think of myself having a very similar approach that we really want to factor All of these things in, you know, our breath and stress management is important. As is nutrition, movement, you know, community connection. We really need to be factoring all of these things in. Otherwise, we're just we're missing out on the full benefits of what we could be experiencing for our health.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to like highlight a key one that you've just mentioned there, which is stress management. That's so many people talk about. And so many people have so many different solutions, always recommending some kind of external product or gadget, something to buy to help reduce stress, whether it's magnesium, some sort of like eye mask, earplugs to make sure you have a good sleep, all this kind of stuff. But when we come back to it, if we look at like how stress works in the body, you can actually turn your stress system off internally and you don't need any product or gadget to do so. So that's why I'm so excited about this sort of work I've been doing.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. So let's dive into stress a little bit more. Could you tell us a little bit about how our body's stress response system works and how this is connected to our breathing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in a nutshell, basically in an instant, when we experience stress from an evolutionary point of view, in an instant moment, our heart rate goes up, brain activity increases, the digestion is impaired blood chemistry changes, blood flow changes, and breathing becomes fast, shallow, and often through the mouth. So all of that works in conjunction with each other as a way to basically help us fight off or run from a threat as a survival mechanism. The thing is, modern-day life is just full of stress, and the brain and body don't realise that there is no tangible threat. This is how we end up living in a state of chronic stress. When we live chronically stressed, the body actually learns... This is how we live now, and that's how we develop dysfunctional breathing habits. And when we have dysfunction, which means we're chronically breathing very fast, very shallow, and through the mouth, we're often completely unaware of it. Um, and and when we live like that and breathe like that, that actually keeps our stress response on. And we end up in this sort of negative feedback, positive feedback loop with a negative outcome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think this is so you know relevant as well that you said. I guess there's just so much stress around us because, you know, we're constantly trying to, to manage stress. And a lot of people, I guess, push aside tools, like whether it's breath work or meditation or whatever it is, but in reality, we're constantly going to be experiencing stress and facing sources of stress, even if by relative standards, you have, you know, a fairly relaxed lifestyle. So I think that's super helpful. So with the, the breathing side of things in particular, how can we start to use our breath to, I suppose, you know, change how we can respond and, and adapt to stress? So the key
1: thing to two different functions of breathing. So obviously there's no regular nose breathing and then we get to the mouth breathing and how those functions sort of differently. Like when we breathe through the nose, our air is regulated because nostrils are very small. So there's a small amount of air flow flowing in and flowing out. The air is warmed. So imagine that it's cold, it's the middle of winter, it's 10 degrees outside when we breathe in cold air. Um, by the time it reaches our lungs, it's 37 degrees. When we breathe through our nose, the air is moist, which means it moistens our respiratory system. It keeps everything hydrated. And also when we breathe through our nose, air is filtered, which means we're literally breathing cleaner air into our system. On top of that, when we're nose breathing, the brain and body are actually receiving safety signals. So it helps keep our nervous system regulated and closer to a state of calm. Now on the flip side, when we mouth breathe, we are taking in too much air too quickly. So in essence, we are over-breathing. And as I mentioned earlier, this is just an evolutionary survival mechanism to help us survive a threat. The thing is, when we're mouth breathing, the air is dry, which causes an acidic environment in the mouth. We also lose up to 40% more moisture, meaning we become dehydrated much more quickly, as you know, which is detrimental to every single system in the body. When we mouth breathe, the air is cold, which means our uh, airways become inflamed. And also when we mouth breathe, the air is unfiltered, which means we breathe in all matter of airborne toxins, pesticides, dust, et cetera, directly into the mouth, throat, and lungs. On top of that, as I mentioned before, when we're mouth breathing, it is a literal signal to the brain and body that there is a danger that we need to escape from, which causes the stress or sympathetic nervous system to be constantly on.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. And this is something that I actually ask a lot of my clients, whether they're aware of whether they breathe through their nose or through their mouth. And I find most people really just are completely unaware. So, you know, I'll often ask things like, do you like clench your jaw or grind your teeth? Do you wake up with a really dry throat? Cause there's some, you know, sort of obvious things, but what are some of the main signs or symptoms that you see with poor breathing or I suppose also that, you know, mouth breathing focus?
1: Yeah, so it sort of works in conjunction, the whole stress system staying on and the poor breathing, like the, con- the list, if you combine those two, because um, they're intrinsically linked, the consequences are almost endless, right? This is especially due to the fact that stress suppresses our immune system, which means we are more susceptible to getting ill. When we're mouth breathing and we create like an acidic environment in the mouth we can you know have all kinds of that's just like one area of the body can have all kinds of sort of consequences some of the key signs and symptoms though to look out for if you have to see if you have poor breathing habits are any kind of respiratory illness so asthma emphy- emphysema if you wake up or constantly have bad breath gum disease cavities if you're constantly sore sighing yawning sneezing or coughing if you have constant anxiety, anxiety attacks, a blocked, stuffy nose, if you're constantly dehydrate, dehydrated and have extra thirst, teeth grinding, jaw tension, irritable bowel syndrome, poor gut health, constipation, reflux, lower back pain, pelvic pain, neck and shoulder tension, insomnia where you can't fall asleep or you wake up often during the night. If you have poor memory, difficulty concentrating, lack of energy, emotional dysregulation, dizziness, hormonal issues. Now, those are just like a really small snapshot of signs you've got poor breathing or a chronically stress, which go, again, go, go, go hand in hand. But you can see that it's detrimental to literally every single part of our lives, physically, mentally and emotionally.
0: Yeah, that is so huge. And like we were saying at the beginning, everything is really interconnected. So it really sounds like regardless of what you've got going on, It makes sense to look into how you're breathing and, you know, focusing on improving your breathing. So for someone who has any of these symptoms or conditions and suspects that, you know, their breathing is playing a part in that, how can they start to improve their breathing? How can they, you know, I think a lot of people, have never really thought about this before maybe they've been to a yoga class and you know tried some different breathing exercises there but what can someone do right now to start to I guess learn how to breathe properly and move towards you know more of this I guess healthy breathing for better health outcomes
1: yeah so I think a key one to unpack just like catch that word out there breath work is like a really big thing in that sort of health and wellness community what I'm referring to is it's really functional breath work. It's a very different kind of what you see with Wim Hof or holotropic breath work or any kind of intense breathing exercises. That sits in its own category. Um, I have lots of my own thoughts and opinions about whether that's actually beneficial for us. What I'm referring to and what I really focus on with clients is the key thing is education. Once you learn how poor breathing, and how chronic stress directly affect your physical, mental, and emotional health. Like that's step one. When you become aware of that, you can start to actually take action. So as breathing is a natural unconscious function, it's normal for us to have absolutely no awareness around it. It's completely normal that people have no idea what their breathing is like, because if we weren't breathing, you wouldn't last more than a couple of minutes, right? So you can go A month without food, a week without water, but only a couple of minutes without your breath. So that's why the body takes, it's a natural unconscious function that we don't have to consciously control. Take the time to, first of all, listen to a podcast like this, start to look for information and start to acknowledge, like you can sort of see the connection between maybe some of the symptoms I listed earlier, but that's a signal. All right, this is something that I can do about it. A tangible thing that you can actually focus on is one exercise that I teach literally everybody. It's incredibly gentle. But it's also very powerful because it basically turns on your calm, rest and digest, reproduce nervous system. So we have an on switch that turns our stress system on to help us survive a threat, but there is no off switch. So to be able to change our breathing reduce our stress levels and have better breath health, what you can do is an exercise called extend your exhale. So that is make your exhale longer than your inhale. So that's keep your mouth closed. Ideally, sitting up in a comfortable position or lying down at the end of the day, is a great time to do it. Keep your mouth closed and just breathe in for, say, three seconds. So inhale through your nose three seconds and exhale through your nose, say, five seconds. And you can do that on repeat for about five, ten minutes and you'll experience big benefits. You'll often experience a lot of people experience more saliva in their mouth, which shows your digestion is turned on. You'll feel a lot calmer. You might feel tired or a bit dizzy. There's all kinds of sort of signals that's saying like, oh, we're we're winding down. There's no reason for us to be stuck in this state of stress anymore. So not only are you reducing your stress levels, but you're improving your breath health, which helps basic homeostasis and balance in the whole entire body.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I really like that. And could you guide us through just like one round of that? Are you okay with doing that on the podcast? And obviously, you know, depending on, on what people are doing right now, when they're listening to this, it may not be appropriate if they're just, you know, chilling, relaxing, something like that. It might be a good time. Perhaps not if you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Um, yeah. Are yes, you actually, that? Yeah,
1: we can definitely do that. So I'll just time up for 60 seconds. Um, and we'll just do it for seconds. And then you can hit rewind and re listen to this over and over again if you need to. So, what I do is just find a comfortable position. So, whether that's lying down, sitting up, ideally not driving, because you really want to be able to focus on this. Um, a key thing is when we pay attention to our breathing, the prefrontal cortex or the front part of our brain can't focus on more than one thing at a time. So, doing this exercise, you really need to give it your full attention. So be in an environment where you can just relax for a moment. Even if you're out walking while you're listening to this, just sit down maybe where you are and just take a pause. So find a nice comfortable position. Close your lips nice and gently. See if you can relax some of the tension around your jaw. Gently place your tongue on the roof of the mouth. And you're just going to breathe in for three. Gentle pause at the top and breathe out for five with a gentle pause at the bottom. Okay, so see if you can get your breathing in tune with this. So inhale, two, three, pause. Exhale, four, three, two, one, pause. Inhale, two, three, pause. Exhale, four, three, two, one, pause. Inhale, two, three, pause, Exhale, four, three, two, one, pause. Inhale, two, three, pause. Exhale, four, three, two, one, pause. Inhale, two, three, pause. Exhale, four, three, two, one, pause. Inhale, two, three, pause. Exhale, four, three, two, one, pause. Now you can keep practicing that one on repeat or we'll find what works for you. Some people like to make their exhale a lot longer, So, um, but every single person's breathing will be very different. So it just depends on what works for you. You know, I've been practicing this for some time and I can do an inhale for three and exhale for 10 and really calm my system down very quickly. But that takes a lot of time and practice because when we change our breathing, we actually change a lot of the chemistry in our uh, brain and our blood and our nervous system. So, you know, there's a lot of things happening that we're changing internally. So it can take a bit of time to build up to that kind of space.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I'm sure there were some people listening to this who tried to do the breathing exercise and struggled with that because they have a blocked nose. So what can these people do if they can't breathe through their nose easily?
1: Ah, right. So this is a big one for a lot of people. Many people actually have a blocked nose because they are chronic mouth breathers. This is what something a lot of people don't realise because if we are stressed out, sick, have an injury like a broken nose just for example when we were younger it caused us to start mouth breathing when we start mouth breathing the air stops flowing in and out of our nose and that's the only function for the body so when we stop that it's going to start accumulating gunk the sinuses are going to get blocked up naturally which means that you are going to continue mouth breathing so you actually get stuck in this feedback loop where Your nose is constantly stuffy and blocked, but you mouth breathe, obviously, because you need oxygen to survive, but you stay like that. So what you can do about that is uh, there's a couple of key things. The first one is if you can get a water-based nasal clearing device, such as a neti pot or flow, where you use filtered, warmish, salty water to squirt up your nose and flush out anything causing a blockage. From there, ideally, you have some relief. And you should be able to breathe through your nose ever so slightly, which takes us to step two, which is an exercise. It's just called, I just call it unblock the nose. It's very simple. Basically, all you do is you keep your mouth closed, take a gentle breath in through your nose, a gentle breath out of your nose, and then you pinch your nose and hold it for as long as you comfortably can. So you can do that exercise and then you take a few gentle breaths, give yourself about a 10 second break and then do it again. Now, you need to do that six times for it to be really beneficial, but this really works. This is really powerful exercise because when we pinch the nose and we hold it, we actually create a buildup of a very beneficial gas called nitric oxide, which is antiviral, antibacterial. It helps the muscles relax, and it also helps flush out any excess mucus or gunk from the sinuses. Now, when you do this regularly, you should be able to breathe through your nose and then prevent your nose from becoming blocked again getting stuck back in that mouth breathing habit. Additionally, there's one other really very simple basic exercise a lot of people don't realize is that you can practice humming. So when you spend a lot of your day humming, you naturally have your mouth closed. So you automatically be nose breathing. You can do it literally anywhere, anytime. No one even knows you have to do it if you do it very quietly. But the key thing is with humming is that it actually creates three times the amount of this beneficial gas that I just described. It's very good for our immune system. It's great to help clear our sinuses. It's great because it turns on our rest, digest, nervous system. So if you can spend a lot of your day humming, you actually can help prevent your nose from getting blocked in the first place, which is obviously the goal here.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. And I love that you said that, you know, that I guess a lot of those sort of sinus issues can be a sign of mouth breathing because I definitely discovered this for myself. I did have a lot of sinus issues often. I had difficulty breathing through my nose and then actually I've been focusing on nose breathing and some breathing exercises and also taping my mouth at night and I can breathe so easily through my nose all the time now, and I've, I've been doing that for quite a while, but I do speak to a lot of people who just think, oh, I could never do this. I could never do these nose breathing exercises or mouth taping because I can never breathe through my nose. But I'm here to tell you that I am proof that that's, you know, absolutely possible because I honestly, I had that, that was a, a real challenge for me. And now I find it very easy to breathe through my nose and I can definitely feel the difference in terms of feeling more calm and, um, you know, being able to adapt to stress a lot better as well. So thanks for sharing that. That's really awesome.
1: Yeah, of course. Like that's a really key one. I just would love to just jump on what you just said is being, you you do become more resilient to stress when you are able to control your breathing. When you learn how to consciously control your breathing throughout the day, when you're met with a, you know, an external stressful environment, you're stuck in traffic, your boss is yelling at you, you've had an argument with your partner. Whatever's going on, you can literally calm yourself down in any moment and turn on your, get closer to a state of calm no matter what's going on. When you get thrown into that kind of state of stress, that creative part of our brain that creates solutions that helps us deal with life can shut down or switch off, which means that if we can keep ourselves calmer, we actually have more mental capacity to be able to deal with a stressful event. So not only do we get the benefits of calming our system down and feeling better within ourselves, we can actually think clearer when we do that regularly. So it's incredibly powerful. And it's some of the great feedback I've had from clients who've gone through the course that I do, just saying like when they're met with, with really stressful moments in life, they're literally able to like bring themselves back into the present and not like get swept away with intense emotions or chronic anxiety. Um, and it's just, it's incredible sort of the power of, you know, learning to consciously control your breathing and to take breathing breaks throughout your day, which is a really big thing that I champion in um, a lot of the work that I do.
0: Yeah, I love that. Completely agree. So can we touch super quickly on mouth taping? Because I'm sure listening to a lot of this, you know, people are wondering, people have probably seen it on Instagram. I just mentioned it before. So what is mouth taping and why would we even consider that? Right. Yes. And
1: this is a really, really challenging one. Even the first time I heard it um, to get my head around that, I was just like, "You've got to be joking. There's absolutely no way I'm putting a piece of tape on my face while I sleep to keep my mouth closed. But basically the concept of mouth taping is buying. um, It's just surgical paper tape. It's like three or four dollars from any chemist. It's made for human skin. That's very important. I see people doing this with duct tape. Do not do that. We want surgical paper tape because it's going on the most, one of the most sensitive parts of your body, which is your lips and your face. So you basically take a small piece of paper tape and you can place it um, diagonally, in, like cross crossways across your lips, um, vertically or horizontally over your lips. Whatever's more comfortable for you, everyone finds that a different thing is comfortable for them. And you basically do that before you go to sleep at night. Now, you're doing that because if we sleep with our mouth open, which a lot of people do, we basically, the brain and body are still getting those sort of danger signals. It can't, your brain and body is like, oh, there's something going on here that we're, you know, there's something that's causing us stress here. It means we can't fall into deep quality sleep. We don't move through those really healthy sleep cycles. And we wake up in the morning feeling exhausted, often a really key signal. One that I hear a lot is people who get up often at night to go and pee. It's because their mouth breathing, their stress system is on, which means they've got all these stress hormones raging through their body and their body can't suppress the urge to pee. So they're getting up all during the night, which means not only are you not getting a good night's sleep, but you're going to be exhausted because your your body can't reset itself from even a good night's sleep. So you're really going to stay in that state of chronic stress. So mouth taping, keeping your mouth closed is obviously forcing you to breathe in and out your nose and breathing in and out your nose, you're more likely to have your rest, digest, calm nervous system on to help you fall asleep and stay asleep.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's a really, really good explanation. Thank you for that. So let's bring this back to the gut because that is what we do speak about in a lot of these episodes. So how do stress and mouth breathing relate to our gut health and digestion? Great. Yes. This is a big one. This is a lot of people can't
1: quite get their head around when I say, if you want to improve your gut health, improve your breathing, people just look at me like I'm, in, I'm insane. But basically what happens is when we're mouth breathing, our stress response is on. And when our stress response is on, the body sees the digestion as a non-essential function. So digestion becomes heavily impaired. Like blood flow is directed away from the digestive tract to large muscles. Saliva production decreases. And basically all of our systems are going, we don't need to digest food right now. It's actually not safe for us. Like we don't need this function in the body. It does the same thing with the immune system, actually. It suppresses it temporarily. The thing is, if we stay chronically stressed and we've chronically got poor breathing problems we are chronically going to have digestive issues because we're not getting enough blood flow we don't have enough saliva production this means that no matter how healthy the food is that you are eating your body's going to struggle to break it down your body will struggle to absorb nutrients or even for food to move through you this is where you see a lot of people have chronic bloating and constipation or um, all kinds of IBS issues And on top of that, when we develop dysfunctional breathing problems, 99% of the time we actually stop using our diaphragm, which is the body's primary breathing muscle in the body. And one of the key functions of the diaphragm is to massage all of our internal digestive organs and our lymphatic system, which are both crucial to healthy gut function.
0: Yeah, that is such a good explanation. I really like that. That's really, really helpful. So, you know, as we've said multiple times in this podcast, everything is really, really connected. And we do focus a lot on gut health and nutrition on this podcast and of course stress, but really this whole picture of everything we've spoken about, all the lifestyle pieces that we have ever spoken about, even things like fulfillment and joy and connection, all of these things impact our health. So it's really important to I guess, look at our health really holistically and consider our breath, consider our stress levels, you know, in addition to, to everything else. And I know that can feel like a lot for people, but don't, you know, it doesn't need to overwhelm you and you don't need to do it all at once. You know, you can just start with simple things like some of the breathing exercises that Bella has spoken about here. You can just start there. You don't need to focus on this and your gut and everything at once habits stick when you pick one small thing to you know implement and just stick with that and build on that over time. So this has been so, so helpful, Bella. I think everyone's going to get so much out of it. So where can people find you online and follow along with you and learn more from you? And by the way, I've been loving your quick tips that you're sharing on Instagram as well. So could you share your social media profiles, website, anywhere that people can go and check you out?
1: yeah absolutely so my tiktok is at breathable which is spelled b-r-e-a-t-h-e-a-b-l-e instagram is at breath and my website is www.breathable.online so those are the two the key pieces places that people can find me and if um I really like, just want to touch on one thing you said there. It can be very hard to know where to start. The key exercise that I tell everyone about, um, extend your exhale. I have a free mini ang- alleviate anxiety animation on my website that literally anyone can go and get. I think it's really important because anxiety is so prevalent and it affects so many different parts of our lives. So basically people can sign up there for free. They get a little educational email where they can learn a little bit more. And there's also a download. You get a five minute um, calm breathing video that it's just a gift. But it's basically the the exercise that we did for a minute earlier, but it's a visual version. So you can just download, save that and use that anytime.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Bella. This has been such a good conversation. I'm sure everyone got a lot out of it and I've loved chatting with you. So thank you. Great. Thank you so much, Fran.
1: It was so lovely to be here.
0: Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.